What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Podcast. I'm your host Connor Lives. You're joined by my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. We're here to talk about the rest of the Cowboys season as we're coming off our second consecutive win against the Washington football team on the road. Uh, ended up being a lot closer game than it felt like for, I'll say, what 55 minutes of the the yep. game. So um, the final score did not kind of portray the way that game felt being there watching it or watching it on TV. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, probably a little bit more bad than we were hoping for, but we're going to not talk a lot about the positives and negatives and look at the outlook of the NFC um, race to, down the home because with the win in Washington, the Cowboys pretty much cemented themselves as the NFC East champions. For the most part, there's still a route that they can screw that up, and uh, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me if they did. But looks good for the Cowboys being NFC East champions in 2021. We're gonna talk about it, but before we do, how you guys doing tonight? I'm doing, doing pretty I'm well. Doing well. Can can I ask can I ask a question to to Cole? All right, so not concrete, but the other word, or concrete, kind of. What what do you call it, Cole? Wait, say that again. A different word for concrete? Yeah, like stuff that you put on the ground. It's really really hard. Like um, cement. Okay, Cole, say it one more time. Cement. Okay, thank you. I <laughs> get so terrified. <laughs> Every time somebody says cement, because if you don't enunciate that T, I freak oh out. God. And Mike Bassett oh. does that too. And it used to freak me out on the radio. And for some reason on a sports talk show, that man talks about cement so much that it really, really terrifies me. <laughs> I just needed to bring that up. That's something that has really bothered me for a long time. And I just okay. needed to tell somebody. What it's uh cement, guys? Cement. What prompted you? What prompted that? <laughs> Connor said cement, and it freaked me out. I actually said cemented. Cemented. Okay. <laughs> that helps me so not. How would you say if you say summit, cemented? Cemented. Cemented. I just, I just, I just put some extra punctuation on the C part it, of cement. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. Virginia thing. I draw <laughs> it out a little Texas. bit. You know what I'm saying? Asics from uh-huh. Texas. Yeah, but he <laughs> sounds like he's from New York. No, he doesn't. What? <laughs> he, he does not have a Texas accent at all. I mean, he doesn't have like a southern accent, sure. But 
All right. Anyways, we're, we don't need to talk about Mike Bassick for a half an hour. We're here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, um, we could. That was a little bit off we topic. Almost, but... We almost had to blame Connor. Uh, we were joking last week that if the Cowboys no, lost No, we didn't it... almost have to blame Connor. We almost had to murder Connor. Because if they <laughs> would have somehow was... lost that football game, I mean, there's just no coming back from that, Connor. I'm yeah. sorry. You would have never Dude, been I able to bad. play a Cowboys game. I feel like 90% of the games I go to, somebody gets carted off with like a career-ending injury. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not that didn't happen this week, did it? Well, the center for off. Washington got carted off, so I'm hoping it's not a career ending. Yeah, what, what did we find out about the injury? Because that was really tough. Um, because that Neville was on a Gallimore. play that Neville Gallimore just absolutely bullied oh. him. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't know. That. I think they said. I think they said it was a knee or a ankle or I, a leg. Or I, I don't something. know. I, I when he went down, it looked like he was going after his Achilles. So I mean, I, I obviously I hope it's not an Achilles, but yeah. Um, you know, prayers prayers to him for yeah for, for sure. Getting better, like I said, but. it's just it sucks. I mean, truly, like all jokes aside, I was at the Ricardo Lockett game where he they got oh, hit. Oh, were you really? Yep. Ooh. I was at the Devonte Holloman neck. Broken neck game. Uh, Stop going to football games, Connor. I don't know yeah. how many. I was at the I was at the Alan this. Hearns nasty leg injury game. Oh, like, Stop ooh. going to football games. Like, I have just a straight up track record. Track record. Just sit down on the couch, enjoy a nice watch beverage. The damn game. <laughs> well, I am undefeated at FedEx, so maybe I should just only go to Washington. Yeah, games. well, like a lot of people are undefeated at FedEx because <laughs> Washington and they're bad at football and they've been bad at football for a long time. Okay, so let's not get yeah. too hyped up about that. Hey, easy, easy. I don't have a whole lot of positive things going on in my football viewing pleasure, so just let me let me let me live that one down. But um, let's take a look at this NFC picture. Uh, there's four games left. Um, the Cowboys have. Couple of easy ones. They have one tough one against the Arizona Cardinals, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking on. Uh, they got the Washington football team again. They got the Philadelphia Eagles again. They have the New York Giants again, and then they have the Arizona Cardinals again. Um, we feel like on paper, uh, even though there's been a lot of questions about the offense recently, that the Cowboys are the best team out of those three of those four matchups. You know, minus the Cardinals, which is what we're probably going to spend the most time on, but. We're trying to find a way to not be the number four seed, which that's where they currently are. The Packers are the number one seed. The Buccaneers are the number two seed. The Arizona Cardinals are the number three seed. The Dallas Cowboys are the number four seed. Um, We're trying to get out of that fourth seed because that fourth seed plays the fifth seed, and that fifth seed is going to either be the Los Angeles Rams or the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, two teams, two teams we think are are pretty damn good. So we're trying to get in that three seed and look at maybe playing the Minnesota Vikings, the San Francisco 49ers, possibly the Washington football team, maybe a Philadelphia Eagles, a much lesser opponent. So we want to take a look and see if that's justifiable, if it's even a chance that it can happen. And I think there is. Um, before we get started and breaking it all down, do you guys think that there's a re- realistic possibility that the Cowboys could? Win out, which is probably what you're going to have to do that, unless the Buccaneers or Packers completely crap their pants or the Arizona Cardinals completely do that as well. But if the Cowboys win out, if they do win these next four games, that will put them at least with the same record as the Arizona Cardinals, and then they'd have that head-to-head matchup, which would bump them ahead of the Cardinals. Is it realistic that the Cowboys could play themselves out of the number four seed and into one of those top three seeds? Dalton, your take? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, well, I mean, why wouldn't they be able to? There's there's four games of football left, and they're only back one game. So, yeah, they, they absolutely can. There's a lot of football left to be played. It's definitely not over. Um, I mean, when we look at the schedules here, uh, Green Bay uh, has a, a couple of good teams to play left. They play they play the, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Vikings, and I know that they're not great teams per se. The Baltimore Ravens are endlessly injured at this point. Um, but there is a chance that they can lose any one of those three games. When you look at the Cardinals, man, you have the the Colts and the Cowboys. Um, and if the Cowboys beat the Cardinals and win out, they're going to be the the three seed because they have the tiebreaker. Um, outside of that, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers play nobody. Um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to end up getting the number one seed. They play the Saints, who are bad. Uh, they play the Panthers, who are really bad. Then they play the Jets, who are an FCS team. So um, I think that they're going to end up with the number one seed. And and unfortunately, I think that that's probably going to mean that they are the Super Bowl, uh, you know, representative of the NFC. And I say that because the number one seed now, especially with seven teams uh, and only one team getting a bye, it's been a couple of years since a team that didn't have a bye made the Super Bowl. So I'm thinking it's going to be a one or two seed that makes it, you know, every single year pretty much at this point. And uh, they're going to have the best shot at it. My hot take here. And again, it's a hot take. And Cole, I want to get your thoughts on all this too. But I think the Bucks lose their first playoff game. Hmm. Why is that? Don't trust their secondary at all right now. Why I think, not? like you said, why not? I Same secondary they had last year, and it's it's good. It's as not. long as Carlton Davis is on the field, it's a good defense. It's not. They're, they will get ate up by Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'll say they won't get ate up by the Cowboys right now, but they would get. I think they'd get destroyed by Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers offense right now if they played. That's just my hot take. Yeah. I mean, I think they're the most complete football team in, in the NFL. I think where, where is their offense, weakness? Huh? Where where are where is the Bucks' weakness at? Think about it. Their secondary. I don't think their secondary is a weakness. I mean, I think it's pretty rough, but that's just me. Yeah, Bills I mean, given up. They've given up. What, what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at is what are we basing that off of? I mean, just the their track record recently. Like they played a they played a close game. Matt Ryan looked good at in Atlanta. Josh Allen almost came back single-handedly against them with his legs and his arm just because the, the coverage wasn't great. Carson Wentz should have beat the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago with no receivers. I mean, they did only give up 10 to the Giants, which they're the Giants. Washington yeah, football I mean, team played them close. It's the Giants. The Giants don't matter. But Taylor what I'm saying Heineke is put up 29 on those bums a couple weeks ago. And- <laughs> I, understand, I understand that, but Carlton Davis was not there. I'm telling you, he is a massive difference maker in that secondary. He's easily their best cornerback. And he sure. got hurt in this past game as well and was off of the field when Josh Allen was. And listen, Josh Allen wasn't throwing the ball all over them either. And that's with three really good receivers. It was him getting on the hoof and running that really yeah. made the difference in that game. They have great linebackers. They have a decent pass rusher. Pass rush isn't all that great, but they have two good interior guys as well. What I'm trying to say with the Bucs is they have no weakness outside of they allow teams to come back in games like they did with the Bills. If they actually step on teams' throats like they will in the playoffs because Tom Brady isn't going to play like a softie in the playoffs, they're going to be a very good football team. 
I just think it's a lot like the Patriots. They, they kind of hang around. They don't really, you know, beat the crap out of a bunch of teams. They just win a bunch of games. And I think that that's what they're doing. And I think at the end of the day, there's no real weakness on that defense. It's, I don't think it's as good as the Cowboys, but I think that that offense is a lot better. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. Absolutely. They have Tom Brady, who's oh, playing as an MVP. Leonard Fournette is fantastic all of the sudden. And the wide receivers are the best yeah. in the league. Yeah, I, I think their offense is by far the best offense in the league right now. I just think that against good offenses, you could see their secondary cost them a game. And that's my, that's just hot take. No, I mean, no, yeah, I, I understand where you're getting at. That like That is the weakness if they have a weakness. But I just right. look at all the other teams in the NFL, like the, yeah. the Green Bay Packers, for instance, who have no offensive linemen right now and are somehow yeah. still winning games. Like, is that going to be sustainable in the playoffs when they get to the cream of the crop teams? That's what I look at when I'm looking at the playoffs. Where are the weaknesses of these these football teams? Right. And that's why I feel good about the Dallas Cowboys because I think if they can just get some semblance of offense Figure back, offense. it's a really good football team with no weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. Except right, for the Cole, linebackers. But. Cole, um, mm. so we kind of went off the rails a little bit there, but thoughts on how realistic it is the Cowboys you know, went out slash – get into one of those top three seeds in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, Dalton kind of laid it out. There's four games left, plenty of football to be played by the Cowboys as well as the top three teams in the NFC right now. Um, Arizona, their offensive line took a beating last night. Uh, they could drop a game. Um, they, I believe they play the Colts, and they don't have the easiest schedule remaining, so they could trip up before they play Dallas. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Dallas – it's very hard to sweep, you know, the division. Um, but when you have when three of your games are against Washington, Philly, and the Giants, you take that all the time. Those are all winnable games. They should win all of those games. Um, and then Arizona, you get them at home. Um, I think if there's a player, if you're creating a player on Madden to defend Kyler Murray, Micah Parsons is it. Um, so I think Michael Parsons has that ability to neutralize Kyler's, you know, mobility and running ability. Uh, so that's a winnable game. I think I think they definitely can, you know, win out and put them in position to be a two or three seed because I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, we've kind of already touched on it. Avoiding that that four seed is a huge priority for Dallas. So you don't want to have to play the loser of the AFC West, or the second place team in the AFC West or NFC West. Um, excuse me, in that in that first round matchup, I believe Dallas could be the Arizona and they could be the Rams, but it's not a it's not a matchup you want in the first round. I think they could um, put themselves in position for a top three seed. Because uh, I'm, I'm really banking on, you know, Dak Prescott and the offense getting back on track. I, it's been a, I won't lie, it's kind of a concerning trend over the last month, but I have to believe that they'll get things right, and what better opponent to get things right against than the Giants? Yeah, that's, that's the hope, is that they come out you know, against New this week and, and try to get that, you know, have that get right game where they figure out some things on offense. Yeah. Um, I'm with you guys. I think that, you know, if they can even just show a resemblance of, you know, change on offense, whether it's the quarterback play or the play calling, running the ball, I think even if they just improve on a few of those aspects, that they can look better on offense enough to win these games and go to the playoffs and make fans and everyone else feel better about the team in the playoffs I think it's just everything's so bad right now and that's why there's so much negativity mm -hmm. 
you know, after these two these two wins is because it's like the running game stuck, you know, the, the running game stinks, the offensive line stinks, the receivers aren't playing great. The quarterback's not playing well. Like there's just no, the play calling isn't good. So it's not like it's just Dak not playing well, the running game, not being able to run or the receivers. not. It's like everything's just kind of compounding on each other and, and making it, you know, that much more of an issue. So I just think if they can even fix some of it, you know, to give fans and, and everybody, you know, looking at the Cowboys, uh, a better feeling of them going into the playoffs. But, yeah, um, I mean, for me, it's just like you guys both kind of touched on it, and, and Dalton spent a little bit of time talking about it when we were talking about the Bucks. Is it's just the defense is playing so good right now from a coverage standpoint, you know, from a pass rush standpoint, from a defending the run standpoint, which is probably the most impressive turnaround from last year to this year. Is they're just they're they're playing so good on defense that it doesn't have to be perfect on offense, and that's the first time we've been able to say that in a long time. So yeah. I think, like I said, even even if they don't fix all their offensive issue, issues, if they can just correct some of them to a certain extent, the way this defense is playing, you could win these four games. And and as Cole, you mentioned, like Arizona didn't look great last night. Their offensive line was banged up. Kyler missed some throws. He threw some interceptions. Um, he looked like he might have missed some reads and some, you know, made some bad decisions. I don't know what they were doing the last play of the game where I think everyone yeah. in the stadium was expecting a spike and they just ran a play and everybody was like, well, this is how this is going to end. So it's just, it's, <laughs> I know we've talked about it on here a lot, but like I know Dalton's been a big, you know, proponent of it. But like there's no there's no quarterback really outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who's played great week in and week out this year at a consistent level. And there's no team who's really been great this year, week in and week out. So it's just, if you're a team that's kind of in that upper tier, but the pack, like good football team, if you play well to close out the season and go to the playoffs, you really do have a chance to make and possibly win a Super Bowl. So that's where we're at with the Cowboys, the NFC. You know, we feel like there's a good chance they can get in those top three seeds. If, and even if they do have to play the Cardinals or the Rams, it's not like it's a it's not like you're playing an opponent where you're just absolutely terrified going in that game. I'd be terrified of Connor McGovern against Aaron Donald, but you know, yeah. I feel like you can beat the Rams if you're playing better on offense and your defense is playing the way it has been. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now, with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara. And I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. 
and what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November. When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, just real quick on Dak. Are y'all buying that he is 100%? Or do you think he's still... I I go back and forth on it because I see him... I see him make throws like the one on the Lyle Collins fight where he's rolling out to his right. He outruns three defensive linemen. He throws off a one foot, throws a bullet for a first down. And I go, well, Mm -hmm. if he's super banged up, that throw isn't happening. Like he's not outrunning the. So I don't. I think it's a mental thing with him where he's not physically injured, yeah, but he's still. There might it might be a nagging thing where it's not like it's hurt, but it's just not a hundred percent, and he doesn't want to hurt it more. So I think there's something going on, but it might not be the physical impairment of the calf or whatever it is. Could be the shoulder. There's just something not clicking with the body and the mind to yeah. allow him to just play the game that he's used to playing. I mean, he looks like a completely different quarterback going into that. You know, he missed a Vikings game going into that week following that calf injury. And since his return, I mean, he had that. I mean, he looked pretty well, uh, played pretty well against Atlanta. um, But everybody on the team did. I mean, it was a dominant effort. But take out that game and he it doesn't look right. I mean, it's he's forcing throws. He's. Uh, turning the ball over at a high rate. He's not capitalizing on plays he had been earlier in the year. I mean, I I want to think it's an injury. Like, I hope it's just... He, I mean, I know he didn't forget how to play football, but it's like a funk that I'm hoping that just... You know, I, he needs to get back in the groove. And it's... Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried yet, but, I mean, it's... I would be lying if I was saying it, I'm not concerned. Yeah, um, I know uh, Nate Tice of The Athletic talked about this a little bit. He talked about uh, the interception being a, a problem with the calf, and, and I'm not sure what the validity of it that is. I really trust Nate Tice and what he says. I think he's a fantastic yeah. uh, NFL analyst. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, it's the mental side of things that is the, the struggle, and that's something that, you know, we talked for months and months about how – mentally fit and good Dak is as a quarterback, one of, if not the smartest quarterbacks pre and post snap in the NFL. And he's just not playing that way right now, man. He's not mm-hmm. playing well at all. And and I didn't think the decision to throw that pass to CeeDee Lamb going across the field was bad. He just missed that throw. Um, obviously, the other interception was awful, and he had a couple more passes that could have been intercepted as well. So he is just not playing well right now. I don't know what the issue is, but I'm not worried yet. Um, because we just saw Patrick Mahomes have a four or five game stretch, and he's That's literally true. the best quarterback in the NFL. And Shoot, people, was... were, were, people were writing pieces about, you know, is he broken? Is the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs offense and, broken? And that, and that was no, more than four no. or five games, wasn't it? That was like half the season. I think there's more issues with the Cowboys offense because the, the Kansas City offense was pretty much, for the most part, just a turnover issue. Um, but it was Patrick Mahomes not making good decisions and trying to score right. 14 points every single offensive drive. And 
I don't know, man. I, I think running the ball early and getting yourselves into so many third and six pluses is really killing this team. Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't a running the ball is bad thing. It's a, this running the ball not well is a bad thing, and you should not be doing it as much as you are on early downs. Use the Especially quick passing attack. Yeah, use the quick passing attack to get Dak Prescott into a little bit of a rhythm because I don't think that he has been in a rhythm in weeks now, and he needs to get into one. I think the only time he has been is in two-minute drills. And in two-minute drills, Dak is a fantastic quarterback. He always has been. Um, So I'm really interested to see how it progresses. I mean, when you look at the Cowboys' schedule, um, I'm not, like, too worried, uh, obviously, uh, about the New York Giants' defense. I mean, I'm honestly not too worried about the football team defense either. I know that he just played a really bad game against them, but I think if he goes out and plays the way that he should play, it's not going to be bad. The other thing that I need to bring up, gentlemen, is in their past five games, this is the amount of points that they have scored. 43, (laughs) 9, 33, 27, and 27. So, guys, Mm. it's not all that bad. We think it is. But they're out there and they're still scoring points at the end of the day. I know that they've had a couple of defensive touchdowns along the way. But that defense makes me feel a lot less worried about this offense. It just does. I've never been this happy about a Dallas Cowboys defense. I've never even been close to this happy yeah. about a Dallas Cowboys defense. So that is is really what eases my my uh, my worry the most. Yeah, and there's so much to watch. You know, Dan Quinn's clicking on I didn't mean to cut you off, Connor. I was just you know, Dan Quinn's pressing all the right buttons, and Micah Parsons has been... I mean, even if you were excited about that draft pick, he succeeded every expectation you could have had. It's Absolutely. So. Yeah, and and I, I mean, again, like, I agree with Dalton where it's like the sky isn't completely falling yet. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like, there's obvious struggles there that they need to fix. At, you know, to play devil's advocate, I guess the, the, the person on the other end of that spectrum is going to say... Well, if they were playing good football teams, they would probably be on a four or five game losing streak right now. And and, and that's might not Fair. be not true. You know, like if the Saints were bad, you know, Taysom Hill turned it over a ton. Taylor Heineke what, was bad. What, what good football teams are there? I mean, and th- this is a serious question. Do you expect them to play the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Bucks and the well, Bills? No, every but, like, well, no, but, but like they lost like to the Raiders. Good teams. There's no good football teams this year. Well, they, I'm yeah. just saying, like, if you play. Like they're play, they did play two of the weaker teams recently, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because I do, I don't not agree with what you're saying, but like they played, they played three quarters like they did against, you know, the the Saints, and they got beat by the Raiders, and I think that's the devil, that's the negative community's take right now is it's like, yeah, they they won two games against two bad teams right now. What's going to happen when they don't play bad teams? And I think that's I mean, everybody. They got, beat by the, they got beat by the Raiders because the Raiders threw up YOLO balls and got pass interferences. That's why they lost to yeah. the Raiders. The Raiders I mean, can't beat anybody if it's not for the refs helping them. And uh, you guys know I'm not a refs or, or winning and losing football yeah. games guy. The refs lost the Dallas Cowboys that football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that. It's just. I can see where a, a fan's like, they gave up 36 points to Derek Carr. And like you said, now the Raiders can't beat a soul. So it's just like, no. it's, I don't know. I, I get both sides of it. I mean, I'm, I'm the way the defense is playing. I don't need the offense to store, score 40 points a game, but to get back to our original point, if they can, this team is a legit 
Super Bowl yeah. contender and could be the favorite in the NFC because their secondary is playing well. Their pass rush is dominant. Their run defense has been great. And if that offense can get back to the first six, seven weeks of the year, you're looking at the most complete team in the NFL, in my opinion. And it's just, I think it's I frustrating agree. for a lot of people who are just like, holy crap, like we've been begging for a defense like this for yeah. 15 years. We get one, and now the offense is shitting itself. So it's just. I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. And yeah. To that and point, you know. You don't even need Dak Prescott to perform like the MVP candidate he was. No. If he performs like a top 10 quarterback and this defense plays, you know, they might not have to cause, you know, eight turnovers or whatever, but they keep playing as well as they have been. This team can go far and, like you said, be the favorite if Prescott's giving them top 10, top 7 quarterback play, which he's certainly more than capable of. So I think, like, if you're going to look at it half glass – full i mean the defense is playing lights out um even with the struggles dalton said they've been putting up points on the scoreboard um i mean they've beaten some teams that might not be elite of the elite but the saints are a french playoff contender um you just got to get back on track you got to finish out strong to get that mojo um and get prescott back on track what can that like can they We'll close it out with this. They got, you know, obviously they got the Giants coming up this week. Can they play a certain way this week against, you know, another, what we said, not a good team, and you feel like, okay, they got it figured out? No. So, and, and, gonna, and I mean, again, I, I'm not going to feel good uh, about this right. offense until I see it sustained for a couple of weeks. I agree with that, but if Dak looks like Dak on Sunday, that will give me – that will ease my concerns, even if it's the Giants, even if it's a bad team. If he just looks – And I guess for me, well, kind of like secondary. you said, I, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even need him to play like the MVP candidate was. I just want him yeah. to, like, make better decisions. You know, see the field, read the field, pre and post mm-hmm. snap, play. Like, I don't care if you throw for 200 yards and a touchdown, as long as, like, the reads are looking more – Mm-hmm. controlled and not pressed and the the you're 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 not panicking in the pocket because that that's a bit, like mm-hmm. i said that's the biggest thing for me right now is like he's forcing things and you can just tell that like he's jittery in the pocket and he probably has a little bit of that's right to he's be got right Connor mcgovern at left guard, he, left guard sucks <laughs> even in these stretch even in these last few games he's had stretches in these games where we yeah, know absolutely. he still has it the the fourth yeah, the quarter of the raiders stuff, game like the that drive in the, in the second half against Washington before he got sacked and they had set it for a field goal, he was on fire. And I thought, okay, he's clicking again. So we we know that he still has it. I'm not really – because, you I mean, you can't take too much if they beat the Giants. You can't take too much away from it. That's a game you should win. But I will be paying close attention to see if Dak looks right. You know I mean? I think that would go a long way in how Dallas finishes the regular season. How, how much – before we get out of here – Jerry went on the radio today and almost kind of said somewhat tongue-in-cheek, didn't use the word sandbagging, but he almost said, like, we're holding back some of our play call. Like, y'all buy into that? That's been my tinfoil hat conspiracy now for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't don't believe it. I don't believe it at all, but, like, that is the hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, The hope is that they know, like, when they look at the Raiders, when they look at the Saints, when they look at the football team, because obviously the Chiefs game is a little bit different. You were missing everybody. 
But I think maybe they look at those football teams and they're like, we're better than these guys. We should be able to beat them by the old Jason Garrett way of playing football, of just lining up and beating the guys across from you. And I think that's kind of what they've been looking to do. Like, I just got finished up on stream watching the, the Washington football team offense against the Cowboys defense. They literally just lined up with five guys on the line of scrimmage and played cover one almost the entire game until the game got out of hand and they got went to a bunch of too high stuff and played a lot softer and allowed Taylor Heineke to just pick them apart underneath. But for a long, long time in that game, they just lined up and said, you guys are going to have to get open against us. And they just couldn't. And yeah. the, the pass rush was getting there. So it just they're not trying to do too, too much on offense or defense right now. My hope is that they're just trying to be vanilla. I mean, that definitely has to be hope because the play calling's gone stale. I know that, especially Connor has been pretty vocal about his frustrations with Kellen Moore. I mean, you know, the screens on, you know, weird play. I mean, they do screens in weird situations. They're running the ball on first and second long, presenting, you know, third and long situations. It's just, it's like a completely different play calling since, since Dak's injury to be to be frank, I mean, it just seems like they're been doing. It just hasn't been the same since then, in my eyes. And it's just you have to either hope you have to hope that it's they're saving plays or whatever that something along those lines. Otherwise, you have to wonder if Kellen Moore is you know kind of gone back to his you know Jason Garrett kind of tendencies that kind of thing. I mean, because it it doesn't make sense in my mind. Like what yeah, they struggle. I mean, on. I mean again, like to dumb it down, like. I know they called a few stretch run plays and a few stretch zone plays and stuff against Washington, but like we saw the the pitch work for Tony Pollard, like we spent the entire week talking about running the ball outside and they really mm-hmm. didn't do it a lot. So it's just like at that point, I'm kind of like, maybe they are just being like, yep, we're going to just make it look like we're going to continue to do what we're doing. And well, when we get to these games that matter, we'll open it back up. And, and maybe that's the truth. Like, maybe that's the case, and maybe that's they're telling us the truth there. That's the hope because, I mean, like I said, it, it for me it's not even just the play calling. It's just like how does every – I mean, again, like the receivers aren't separating. The tight end went from being really good to not being targeted. Yeah. The running game absolutely went from being the best in the league to the worst in the league. The, ca- the quarterback went from being top five to terrible, like – we it's went everything. from yeah. top five in every single offensive category from weeks one through seven to the worst in every single offensive category through 10 through 14, wherever we're at. Like, truly, like, yeah, the receivers are last in the league of separation. And, and me and Dalton talked about that a lot the other week is it's just like, yeah, if you're running stop routes, you're not going to separate. If you're calling screens that don't have blockers or they're relying on Dalton Schultz to make a key block again – probably not going to be success- successful. So it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are sandbagging and they're going to get, you know, into the playoffs and just absolutely unleash it again, which would be nice. It would it would make fans feel a lot better, but I don't know. It's, yeah. it's tough to tell. You want to believe it, but it's tough to, like, actually think that an NFL team's doing that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's almost like Alabama saving its, you know, of everything it has for the SEC championship kind of something along those lines, you know, because they just know they're better than everybody. But do y'all buy into I think I saw a theory on Twitter, saw a tweet. Um, if y'all buy into a theory of the Broncos game kind of shook Kellen Moore, do, do y'all buy into that at all? Or is that nothing to look at? 
I, I just I don't I don't think so because Atlanta mm-hmm. tried to do the same thing and they got absolutely torched. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, like the receivers are struggling too, like right now to separate to right run the right routes. Miscom- like that's been an issue too that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. So maybe they're. I mean, again, like, it's not like when Lamb came out of Oklahoma, he was known for being this huge time sec- separator. Same thing for Gallup. Like, they're kind of, they're kind of, you know, nuanced in the way they separate. But, I mean, again, Amari Cooper's one of the best separators in the NFL. So, uh, it's not like they're known for being Cole Beasley type of route runners to create insane separation. But, I don't know. It, it, I think there might be some merit to it that they, they don't play as well when you do bump them off the line and disrupt their timing off the line of scrimmage, but I just don't think that that's the way to beat the Cowboys' offense. It might hurt them a little bit, but I think you should still be able to win. Yeah, I'm with you. Just wanted to know what y'all, y'all's thoughts were on that subject. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think that's – I think that might be the best way to play them when things aren't going great and the – Receivers are banged up and the quarterback's not playing great, but the receivers get healthy and the quarterback gets back to himself. I feel like they can eat your ass up doing that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the running back gets healthy and they put the better left guard back in too, and then they might be able to run the ball up down teams' throats as well if they play them that way. But <laughs> that's a, some motion. Uh, at the snap provides that perfect yeah. opportunity for the offense to get rolling. Would you say some motion at the snap might help? Yeah, that would be nice. Yep. We don't do or that any anymore. motion that isn't just motion That's and another, reset. Yeah. So many yep. scratching things about the offense. Sandbagging, baby. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes, I turn on Tampa, sometimes I turn the Tampa Bay game on from week one and just like play some sad music in my room, and I'm just like, what happened, man? It's like, <laughs> what happened? But they're sandbagging. That's going to be the... Look, if they if they do close out the season and they blow somebody out in the first round of the playoffs, I can't wait oh, to read yeah. the headlines about people going back to Jerry's quotes today and be like, Cowboys sandbagged for half of the year and now rocking it into the playoffs. That'll be good. It's getting right, weaker on everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's all the time we got for today. Cowboys take on the Giants is coming up weekend. Uh Sunday kickoff, hoping that Football doesn't get shut down with all the COVID cases going on. Hopefully everyone in Dallas is doing what they're supposed to do and they don't ruin any chances of, of helping their seating or getting in the playoffs with some COVID outbreaks. So let's hope for positive there. Let's hope for positive on the offensive side. Let's hope this defense keeps on the roll it's going on. And so for another victory coming up this Sunday, we'll be back next week to talk more about the Cowboys and uh, their hopeful slash likely – right into the playoffs of the 2021 season. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are talking to Stalker.